Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to this beautiful day. Here I sit in the Olympic Peninsula, Washington State, United States of America. I'm out here in this beautiful land with these beautiful trees and the grasses and the flowers and the insects and some garbage that's around the place that I'm staying because there's garbage around that has been left previously. But we're just wanting to honor this space and say good morning to these trees right here. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Blessed. Grateful to be with you on this morning. There's been some thoughts coming through and feelings coming through lately that feel like they want to be expressed and they want to be aired. And I feel like it's a pretty important place as we venture into the beyond and as we venture into this place of saying like we got to be willing to look at the full picture scope of things we got to be willing to look into the inconvenient places we got to be willing to change our perception of things we have to be it is time for us to try new ways of understanding to break down old paradigms to be willing to let go of things that we are feeling attached to ways of thinking ways of being that what is being asked of us in this moment is to open our eyes and open our hearts and open our spirits and open our souls and look and see. And so we got to be willing and able to do that. And what I'm noticing is that we got to also have the infrastructure is what I'm calling it, is the foundation, is the grounding, is the ability to look into the hard places, to be willing to see inconvenient shit that asks our questions, our assumptions, that makes us uncomfortable, that makes us see the inconvenience of our thinking and of our ways and of our understanding and at least be willing to question them, at least be willing to to see or explore or be curious about new and different ways of seeing and thinking that feel more, I want to say, comprehensive, that feel less categorical, that feel less um, siloed, that feel less, um, you know, um, um, as I'm sitting here looking out at the mountains, what I'm noticing is that there are established grooves, that there are established ways, that there are ways that if the water, when it rains, the ways the water flows, and it will flow the same way for the most part each time. And if I imagine that as a landscape of our brains and of our thinking and of our understanding, that when we are approached with issues, that what we do is we have these grooves, these established deep grooves that, 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 that channel our thinking, that channel our feeling, that channel our understanding. And what I'm suggesting is, is that it is time for us to create different grooves is to explore some of the other possibilities of what might happen if we don't go down the established paths, the ones that we have been conditioned to thinking into, the ones that are kind of like a fish swimming in water that maybe we can't even see, but that we need to, want to, ought to be finding fulfillment in um, ways of thinking differently, of feeling differently. And so on this morning what's coming through and what's wanting to be discussed is all the school shootings and all of the, the violence that is being done in so many different places. But I think particularly the school shootings and what has been coming through and rummaging around inside of me lately is this idea of, you know, um, 
Valde and I mean, fuck, like, you know, we can just keep going down the list. There's, you know, how many school shootings have there been, you know, where these like massive acts of violence happen and kids get killed and teachers get killed and young people get killed and there's a suicide. And it's just, it's just absolutely, utterly tragic that that's happening in our culture is a, is, is, is absolutely a, um, canary in the coal mine is a indicator that we are not well. Bob Pavlik, my friend from back in the day in Milwaukee, when I used to work with these poor, beautiful schools, every morning we would awaken and we'd have a meeting and he would say, how are the children? How are the children? So we started each day. How are the children? As Michael Mead often says, if culture falls apart from the two ends, from the elders and from the young, the olders and from the young people, so we look and we see how are the young people today. And they are not well. They are not well. Not well. Full of, full of anger. Full of sadness. Of anxiety. Of depression. You know, the most common, the most popular conditions that people are grabbing onto these days. Depression and anxiety. And then we have all the violence that happens. And the violence happens mostly in under-resourced, you know, poor, on the edge of the culture kind of people. And so then we get super mad and we can blame and we can get angry at them and, you know, how could they possibly do that? And, oh my God, like, what's going on? But I want to offer um, a, another perspective and another, um, you know, thing that feels really significant, which is this, which is this is that many of our young people who are more resourced and are, you know, have higher levels of academic capability and families have money and so many families and people in the United States look at going to college as this, um, the way to go, you know, as a model of success of the the thing that we organize around our, our whole lives around starting in middle school, you can talk to many kids and they're saying, Oh my God, well, I got to start paying attention because I got to get ready for college. I got to start getting my grades and my volunteer hours and my, and my, you know, whole th- th- academic world organized around this thing that's going to happen about getting into and going off to college. And then, you know, presumably going off into the world and doing, doing the thing, you know, and there's all kinds of conversations that about, about conformity and about what our schools are trying to do that those of us who are creative, caring, curious thinkers, those of us who don't want to be part of the status quo, those of us who want to ask big questions, you know, the schools are not particularly interested in that in many ways, unfortunately, because we've fallen into these paradigms of standardized testing, of trying to standardize children. Who wants a standardized child, a normal child? You don't want to go to a performance of your kid playing music and be like, wow, they are so normal. That's amazing. Look, they play just like everybody else. That's fantastic. No, we fucking want them to be extraordinary. We want them to be their unique brilliant, beautiful, creative selves. We don't want them to be standardized. We want them to be 
wildly creative and, and out there. But that's not particularly what happens. So there's lots of different avenues I can go down, and I will go down many of them in different podcasts. I want to stay focused, though, on this idea of what happens and the violence that gets done when, we, when, our, when our intelligent, wildly resourced young people end up in college and then end up on these tracks where what happens is, is that in Marina Keegan, who was at Yale, um, this beautiful writer, young woman, she wrote brilliantly about her classmates and noticing that in class after class at Yale, what was happening was people were not clear on their purpose. They weren't clear on why they were in college. They had strived and strived and strived and gotten into one of the best colleges, quote unquote, best, you know, most prestigious, whatever you want to call it, you know, Ivy League colleges, the one that everyone, you know, would just feel like, oh, if my kid got in there, you know, if we got in there, boy, that would be the pinnacle of life. And look and listen about all the, all the prestige and all the ego and all the, like how, how much credibility we would get from that event happening. Here she is in college noticing that about half of the graduates don't even know what they're doing. So what happens is, is that they end up being recruited by these finance companies, by consulting organizations, by economic whatever, this, that, and big business. And so here we have these brilliant, I don't know if I want to say brilliant, well-educated, well-resourced, academically intelligent young people who have conformed and learned how to work the system because you don't get into Yale if you don't know how to work the system. If you don't like step in line and do what you're supposed to do and get the resume and get the grades and get the duh and get the ba and do da da, you know, like those of us who step out of line tend not to get into colleges like that because we do things in alternative and different ways. But so then here you have these highly intelligent, academic, capable, resourced kids going off into these organizations that are doing things that they, the, the young people aren't connected to their hearts. They aren't connected to their purpose. They aren't connected. And they truly admit that. They just say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what my passion is. So I guess I'll just major in finance, you know. And it even happens in, in like chemistry where you, you know, get these chemistry majors who are there to do brilliant things, but then they get, you know, off a little bit and they get recruited by the pharmaceutical companies you know, they get recruited by the chemical companies to go make shit like, um, you know, Monsanto and they go to make shit like Roundup. And of course there's many, many stories of people going out and doing brilliant, brilliant, amazing things that are highly impactful and awesome. And I just want to be really clear about making the point that I would make the case that when these young people who are not connected to themselves go off into these finance organizations, into these businesses, into these big multi, you know, multinational corporations, that the amount of damage that they do is significant. That the amount of damage they do to the environment the amount of damage they do to the natural world, the amount of damage they do to people. Policies that are not, you know, doing, like putting um, 
things in place that are oppressive, that are uh, damaging, that are lacking heart, that are lacking consideration, that are not grounded in care or health or well-being. Instead, what they're grounded in is they're grounded in power and money and greed and perpetuating a system that is fucking a lot of people. And I think we got to be super careful. I want to be super careful and aware that I would say, I would make the case that many of these people are doing more damage to people and the more than human world than our school shooters are in different ways. But I think we got to really be looking at this and it's probably inconvenient and it probably pushes a lot of buttons and brings up big feelings because this way of life, this like going to a big prestigious school and getting a big job in finance and getting a big job in, you know, the corporate world and making this big salary and having the travel and the prestige and the this and the that is, is in so many ways held up as the model of success, right? So many of us would say, oh, if that is my kid, my kid has been successful, that that is exactly what we want for them and from them. That it is the opposite of the school shooting where we're vilifying and saying, boy, there is something really, really wrong with those kids. Those kids are dangerous and disconnected and angry and causing all kinds of harm. But then we have this other end of the spectrum where we're actually holding it up as a pillar of success, but the amount of harm and the amount of impact is even more so. Because they're not connected to their hearts, they're connected to greed and egoic success and this way of holding up what it is to be successful in this particular culture, which is to make a shitload of money and be involved in things that are you know, fun and meaningful. You could even go on the road of like Facebook. Look at those guys, you know, right. Held up as like, Oh boy, I want to make, I want to create the big next thing. I want to be the next Mark Zuckerberg. I want to have that much money and prestige and power and, you know, have that kind of impact. But look at the impact that he's had made millions of people miserable. The amount of suicides, the amount of feeling disconnected the self and that my life isn't meaningful enough. And they do it for clicks and they do it to, you know, just playing fucking games, not considering the impact on people's lives, not considering the impact on people's hearts and souls. It's just about money and clicks and about furthering this thing so that I can feel really good about this thing that, I, that I'm putting out into the world. If you don't think that's doing more damage than a school shooter boy, you really got to look at some things. So that's what I got this morning. And, you know, just thinking about it. And when I was in college, it's, it's what I noticed is like, here I am, you know, this kid trying to figure my way through feeling that was a, you know, interesting time in my life. Lots of feelings. My dad had just died. Here I am, you know, trying to figure it out. What is death? What is life? You know, I'm trying to figure out like, 
you know, I'm, I'm like being asked to study stuff and be like academically connected. But here I am, this wildly emotional being, tender hearted kid trying to figure out how to have friends and how to be loved and how to, you know, feel the feeling of missing my dad and of loss. No one knew what to do with me. But wouldn't you make the case that that's like the richness of life? You know, that's the stuff that matters most is how do we be good human being? How do we feel the deep feelings? How do we deal with our tears and our sadness and our like soul crushing experience of death and of loneliness and of disconnection and of trying to figure shit out when, you know, there's not people around who know how to help with that. You know, so here I am and trying to make my way in this non-conforming way of this way that is very confusing for people. I don't think people knew what to do with me. And here we are like paying thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars for an quote unquote education. The education that I needed was connection. And if our institutions aren't about that, then we got to ask some bigger questions about what the fuck our institutions are about. Because if we're leaving out the emotions and we're leaving out the tenderness and we're leaving out the sadness and the grief and the strength of care and of love that was in my heart and I know is in the hearts of so many people, well, that's exactly what we get when we look at our culture. All about money and greed and prestige and not about care and health and people's well-being. And that's where the damage is. Way bigger and again, not by any means denying the pain and the suffering and the, and the shittiness of the school shooting. That fucking sucks that that is happening in our culture. But let's not pretend that there's not other damage being done. Let's not like hold it up as the way we want our kids to be. Please, that is really, really limited thinking. We got to expand. We got to be willing to think. So here I am. You know, fighting, fighting to bring soul, to bring care, to bring responsibility, to bring a different level of engagement at college. I worked, ran for student body president, you know, but I'm a nonconformist. I don't play by, you know, I, actually I was trying to play by the rules. I was trying to just say like, let's just fucking do the things we're supposed to be doing. But instead I got caught in the old boys network. You know, oh, we don't have to pay attention to that. Oh, we don't have to pay attention to this. We can just do what we want to do and have it put it on our resume and it'll look good and it'll, you know, you know, I'll be, have been the, you know, president, vice president of the student government and yet there's no care. There's no, there's no substance behind it whatsoever. All there is is games. There's not actual engagement. There's not actual responsibility or care You know, so here comes this young kid trying to do it differently, trying to bring heart, trying to bring care, trying to bring health, trying to bring wellness, trying to take care of, you know, people and be responsible and be thoughtful and be, you know, create meaningful interactions with the faculty for creating, helping be on the curriculum committee so that we create, you know, the kinds of classes and the kinds of engagement that we want, you know, bringing a, a student, you know, government together that actually is representative that is actually like wanting to advocate for the well-being of the students you know that is wanting to really be engaged and thoughtful and and you know be in the meaningful conversations about how to structure how to 
you know, how to run the school in a way that takes care of people, that is that has depth, that has heart. Nah, that didn't work very well. No one knew how to what to do. So they like created this whole scenario, made it very, very challenging. You know, because like non-conformity is not welcome. So I'm all here on this morning, all fired up, wanting to bring non-conformity, wanting to bring heart and care and love and be willing to look at all the inconvenient, hard places and question all of our assumptions and really be in a place where we say like, no, let's actually, you know, take a look at what's happening and step into those places. And again, I'm not claiming I'm right. I'm not claiming that, 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 you know, um, that there's a right way to think through this, but at least we got to get it all on the table and get it out in the open and be willing to consider all the different possibilities we think about this kind of stuff and not just compartmentalize conveniently and so that we can scapegoat or blame certain people and not others. And then like, you know, prop up our own lives in ways that are, um, you know, shallow and, and convenient, but don't actually get to the depth of what's going on. We got to, I don't know, what we're about in the beyond, what we're about in the beyond is really getting into these places, is to put the stuff, have the conversations, be willing to dive into the nitty gritty and feel uncomfortable and feel all the feelings and look and look at what's going on. Pull back the veil and see behind the scenes of what's really happening. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being provoked. Thank you for your heart, for your care, for your courage, for your curiosity, for your willingness to dance in these waters, to be angry, to feel all the feelings that you might be feeling right now if you even made it this far. But let's talk. You know I'm in it here. I want to just send blessings to Marina Keegan. Beautiful soul. Just really saw all of this writing about it in this beautiful, powerful way, was really wanting to support and love all of her classmates and offer them ways into their hearts, into their beautiful passion, into all of the creativity and love that they put in the world. And that's what she was doing. And then in this just wildly tragic moment, right after graduation, driving with her boyfriend, celebrating this incredible accomplishment, here she is on the brink of being a beautiful, powerful, provocative writer in the world. And there was a car accident and she dies at the tender age of what, 22 or whatever it was. So just being in this moment, sending love to Marina Keegan and her family. And then also all the families and impacted by all the school shootings. Sending love, singing song. And then also sending love and care to the natural world that is impacted by all of our phones and all of our corporate bullshit and all of our actions and activities and just wanting to send love and acknowledgement of the impact of our lives. And on people, of course, all the injustice that is done, the economic injustice, the, the injustice that is done when putting people in jail all the lives that are impacted in all these ways by actions. So as we close today, just sending love and care 
to all beings, in all realms, in all places, in all ways, that we may go forth with more heart and more care, more consideration, with our eyes open, and our hearts open, and our spirits open, and our souls open. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being you, and blessings on your day.